Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. This is the show for you. Make sure you have your beverage of choice by your side. I've got a polo lined set. So we're going to have to look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. It is Easter Sunday as I record this. And it's a beautiful day outside. It's a little cold. It's not bad. Trying to get all of this snow out of the way. We were looking at warmer temperatures this week, a big rain, but unfortunately also big winds coming. They were expecting a lot of power outages, and we have people here in Maine who still don't have power from the snowstorm that we had this week. So we just hope and pray that the forecast is not correct and and the wind and rain won't be that bad, at least I hope not, but looking, continuing our look at the AWA and some of the biggest shows that they presented that are on the WWE Network, today we look at Super Clash 3 from the AWA, Super Clash 3 was shown on pay-per-view on December the 13th, 1988 in the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois. There were 1,672 people in attendance. This was the third Super Clash event produced by the AWA and the only AWA show to be broadcast on pay-per-view. WCWA, formerly the WCCW, PAL, and Memphis-based CWA also promoted and provided talent for the shows. We get the TVMA advertisement to begin, and folks, we're going to remember there's going to be a lot of blood lost on this show. We start out with a label that says live as Lee Marshall says, Vern Gagne presents Super Clash 3. Larry Nelson welcomes us to ringside before bringing Lee Marshall over. They discuss the title match and both men favor Jerry Lawler. Larry then throws it up to Gary Michael Capetta who runs down all of the people who sanction the event, the emergency personnel, etc. Lee Marshall and Ray Stevens are on the call for the first match. It's Chavo, Mondo, and Hector Guerrero versus Cactus Jack and the Rock and Roll RPMs Mike Davis and Tommy Young. Hector starts out doing some flips. Both both RPMs bump for him. Mondo and Cactus Jack in. Cactus Jack does some bumps outside. Triple teaming on Cactus Jack, focusing on his leg. Chavo and Lane in, feeling each other out. There's a big pylon spot. Chavo and Cactus Jack, back at it. The RPMs and Cactus Jack 
working title over. Mondo comes back and gets a pin on Lana. Larry Nelson then talks to Nina about the Beverly Hills Street Fight Lingerie Battle Royal. Her future ivory is the Pal World Champion. She looks forward to the Battle Royal. And folks, if you look at Larry Nelson as the night goes on, I don't think Vern Gagne had to pay Larry Nelson. I think Larry Nelson got paid in interviews. WCCW Light Heavyweight Championship match. Jeff Jarrett versus Eric Embry. Vern Gagne is in with Lee Marshall now. Back and forth to start. They feel each other out. Jarrett hits a clothesline after Embry hits one. Jarrett misses a crossbody and falls outside. He gets in right before the 10 count. Jarrett hits a top rope drop kick. They do a quick series of moves. Embry gets the pin after a roll up. New champion, Eric Embry. Lee Marshall interviews Eric Embry. He gives Jarrett some props and says he will give him a rematch anytime he wants one. Larry Nelson interviews some terrorists about the Battle Royal. She overwhelms him and he has the quote of the night and he says that he is disoriented and confused. Larry Nelson, a man of his word. Wayne Bloom versus Jimmy Valiant. Bloom attacks early, but Valiant comes back and hits Bloom and gets a quick pin. This is a very quick match. Larry Nelson interviews David McLean and Dandy about the Battle Royal. McLean looks and acts very creepy here. Dandy says she is ready. Listen to her comments towards Peggy Lee Leather before Larry Nelson cuts her off. It's a long-running joke in the internet wrestling community and podcasts and Twitter about Dandy in real life had a relationship or I guess may still have a relationship with Peggy Lee Leather and about getting her win back in the motel room after the mattress. It goes on and on and on. But if you listen to little things like this, it's very funny when you come across it. Texas Heavyweight Championship match. Iceman King Parsons versus Brickhouse Brown. Vern Gagne is just lost on commentary. Slow to start. Brown hits a big drop kick. Parsons takes a stroll to slow things down. He finally comes back in. Parsons hits a nice high knee and gets a two count. Brown hits a sloppy crossbody. Parsons hits a big left hand. Brown reverses a pile driver attempt. Brown then hits a flying forearm but only gets a two count. Parsons slips something on his hand and nails Brown with it for the pin. Lee Marshall interviews Iceman King Parsons. He says he told everyone that he was going to win. Lee Marshall does a good job on this night. I think Lee Marshall is very underrated. The first announcer that we come across who did shows for the AWA, WCW, and was also the ring announcer for WrestleMania II, the Los Angeles portion. Larry Nelson interviews Pocahontas and Brandon A. about the Battle Royal. Nelson is getting creepy as the night goes on. They are pushing this Battle Royal hard. Six-person tag team match. Bad Company, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka, and Abusa Michelli with Diamond Dallas Page versus the Top Guns, Ricky Rice and Derek Jukes and Wendy Richter. The Ladies' Championship and the Tag Team Championship are on the line in this match. 
Also, the men will wrestle the men, and the women will wrestle the women. DDP does the intros for the heels, and it is not good. Ray Stevens is back on commentary because he is much better than Vern Gagne. The faces have the early advantage. The heels then regain the advantage. Quick tags by the heels. Richter tags in. Medusa then gets in as well. They do some hard-hitting moves. Richter hits a powerbomb. Medusa gets an inadvertent kick by Tanaka and Richter pins her. Big celebration and the top guns whip Medusa afterwards. Yikes me of the week. Lee Marshall interviews Medusa, who gets into it with DDP and Bad Company. They call Medusa a bimbo. They are also mad that the Top Guns walked off with the titles despite not pinning Bad Company. Larry Nelson interviews Kerry Von Erich, who has his daughter Holly with him. He is also spaced out of his mind. Go listen to his interview, wait one minute, and then try to tell me what he says here. International Television Championship match. Ronnie Garvin versus Greg Gagne. Garvin is fresh off of the NWA. Gagne starts out here getting some booze. Back and forth. They run each other into the post. Garvin gets a chin lock on him. Gagne is chopping hard. They trade pin attempts. Gagne starts to work on the arm. Garvin fights back. Batters Gagne to the post. Ganya retaliates. Ganya misses his trademark drop kick. They awkwardly fall out of the ring. Ganya makes it back in in time. The bell rings. Ganya and Garvin keep fighting. Garvin was counted out, and Ganya wins the TV title back. Lee Marshall interviews Greg Ganya. He says anytime Garvin wants a rematch, he's got it. He then puts down the Bears in Chicago. If he wanted to become a heel, he is well on his way. Know your audience, Greg. Larry Nelson interviews Jerry Lawler, and I'm sure he's upset he's not interviewing another Mormon from the Battle Royal. They they slyly talk about Kerry Von Erich losing his foot here by talking about his accident, even though it was not well known that Kerry had lost a foot from the results of his motorcycle accident. The PAL Beverly Hills Street Fight Lingerie Battle Royal. Try saying that 20 times fast. The terrorists, Bandy, Peggy Lee Leather, Lori Lynn, Brandy May, Malibu, Nina, Pocahontas, and Luna Vachon are your participants. David McLean joins the commentary because why not? This is your typical battle royal. Lots of clothing is being torn, but you don't see anything at all. Bandy and Peggy Lee Leather eliminate each other, which is funny if you know the story between the two of them, as we talked about earlier. It comes down to Brandy May and the terrorists. The crowd yells, rip it off, and the announcers try to say they are yelling, Brandy May. The terrorist chokes Brandy May, then throws her out. Lee Marshall interviews the terrorist. She says she has proved that she is the best. Larry Nelson then conducts the strangest interview that I have ever seen. He's interviewing Peggy Lee Leather and Luna Vachon. This is just surreal. In my almost 30 years of watching wrestling, they were upset that they lost. Then Medusa comes in and just puts the snake around Luna's neck and walks away. She just walks away. Doesn't say anything. They don't really even acknowledge it. It's just strange. Lee Marshall is with Bill Apter from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. 
He awards the 1988 Inspirational Wrestler of the Year to Jerry Lawler. Lawler is supposedly busy preparing for his match, so he doesn't come out to accept the award. Larry Nelson talks to Sergeant Slaughter. He is ready for Colonel Bedeer's and the boot camp match. Now, a couple of months ago, there was all of this hullabaloo in the internet wrestling community about Sergeant Slaughter not really serving in the military as a sergeant. Now, it had been bandied about, especially on a few WWE articles around Veterans Day, talking about their real-life veterans, and Sergeant Slaughter is always brought up. I never read these articles. I always assume that Sergeant Slaughter was never really in the Marine Corps. They talk about where he's from and how he's from a real sergeant and all that, but they had downplayed the Marine Corps aspect of it for a while. And I don't know, I guess I just always have given him a pass versus someone coming up who I definitely never give a pass to. And we'll talk about that when we get there. But And it, it may be hypocritical of me. And if it is, then so be it. But I just have never been bothered by Sergeant Slaughter supposedly never serving in the military. Boot camp match. Sergeant Slaughter versus Colonel Bedeers with Diamond Dallas Page. DDP calls Slaughter a boy. Definitely would not fly now. Probably shouldn't have been then. Slaughter starts out beating down Bedeers. De Beers gets Slaughter's helmet and hits him with it. Then he chokes Slaughter with the belt. Slaughter throws De Beers out. They go outside. De Beers uses a stanchion to beat down Slaughter. De Beers puts Slaughter's helmet on. De Beers gets run into DDP. Slaughter hits a clothesline. Some really annoying fans have whistles and they are blowing them constantly. Slaughter gets the helmet and headbutts De Beers. He hits him with it three more times. Then De Beers gets another clothesline. Slaughter puts the Cobra Clutch on De Beers. De Beers gives up. Sheik Adnan Al-KC comes in. He and DDP get hit, and Adnan gets the Cobra Clutch. Then the Iron Sheik comes in. The Guerrero brothers come in and chase off the heel. Lee Marshall interviews Sergeant Slaughter. Sarge says he's not afraid to take on the entire world for the USA. He then leads everyone in the Pledge of Allegiance. Larry Nelson has Jerry Lawler and Jill Apter with him. They do the award presentation here. He says next year he will be the wrestler of the year. WCCW Tag Team Championship match. The Samoan SWAT team and Fatu with Buddy Roberts versus Michael P.S. Hayes and Steve Cox. The SST and Roberts have... Jägermeister shirts on. Slow to start out. The faces have their early advantage and make quick tags. Cox has an arm bar on Samu. Faces are dominating early. It goes outside. The SST are coming back. Fatu hits a stun gun on Cox. Double clothesline. Hayes in and he's clearing house. Cox hits a nice tope on Fatu. Hayes hits a DDT but the ref is preoccupied and Roberts comes in and hits Hayes and the SST get the pin. Larry Nelson interviews the Iron Sheik and Sheik Adnan Al-KC. The gist here is that the USA is bad. Strap match. Here we get to it. Chief Wahoo McDaniel versus the guy I like to call Stolen Valor, Manny Fernandez. Now, Manny Fernandez has gone around and openly 
openly wearing a hat that says Vietnam veteran and presented himself as Nanny Fernandez as a Vietnam veteran. Everyone knows how old Nanny Fernandez is. Nanny Fernandez is not a Vietnam veteran and it offends me. And again, if it's hypocritical, then it is that my father is a Vietnam veteran. I know a lot of Vietnam veterans and I don't appreciate Nanny Fernandez doing what he did, doing what he does. Because to me, I draw the distinction that I've always looked at it as Sergeant Slaughter was playing the character. Nanny Fernandez is playing himself, played him the worst year. distinction there. If Sergeant Slaughter is also doing that, then shame on him as well. Shame on both of you. I have no time for Stolen Valor. IWGP champion Dragon Fujinami is introduced and Stolen Valor has a problem with him. Fujinami grabs Fernandez and McDaniel takes over on him. Fernandez rolls outside. They finally get him strapped on. Lee Marshall takes a jab at Rick Rude losing the strap match to McDaniel once. Fernandez uses the strap on McDaniel. McDaniel bleeding. They beat each other bloody. McDaniel hits three posts. Fernandez comes back. He gets three posts but doesn't go for the last one and McDaniel comes back. When trying to get away, Fernandez pushes McDaniel into the last post so McDaniel wins. Fernandez attacks McDaniel after the match but Fujinami makes the save. Lee Marshall talks to McDaniel. He says nothing was settled between him and Fernandez. Larry Nelson talks to Stanley Blackburn and Vern Gagne. They talk about the last match and how it went too far with all of the blood. They then stumble through talk about the title match. Now remember the part about too much blood and how it went too far. That becomes key here with this next match. World title unification match. AWA World Heavyweight Champion. Jerry Lawler versus WCCW World Heavyweight Champion Jerry Von Erich. Von Erich is very popular with the fans. They start out and Lawler hits Von Erich on the, on the post to cover a Von Erich blunder. Von Erich had put the razor blade on that was going to cut himself later on and then scratched himself on the arm, causing it to bleed. So they have this spot here to cover that up. Lawler gets hit and rolls outside. Lawler is selling hard. Von Erich gets a two count. Test of strength. Von Erich hits the discus punch. They pull hair. Lawler punches Von Erich out. Back and forth. Von Erich hits another discus punch and gets another two count. Lawler blocks a claw attempt. Referee gets knocked out. Von Erich gets a pile driver. Referee recovers. Lawler kicks out. They brawl outside. Back in. Lawler hits Von Erich with a foreign object. Lawler hits the fist drop. Von Erich is busted open. Lawler goes back to the second rope for the fist drop, but Von Erich catches him with a claw on the stomach. Lawler eventually gets out of it, and Von Erich goes into the post. Lawler again hits Von Erich with an object. Von Erich is a mess. Lawler jabbing hard. Von Erich claws out of the ring. Von Erich comes back hard. Both men go down. Everything is bloody. Referee calls for the bell as Von Erich has the claw on Lawler. Matches stopped on account of Von Erich has lost too much blood. 
bullshit chant goes out. Von Erich takes both belts and leaves. Lee Marshall tries to explain what happens to the crowd, but they are hot. Lee Marshall interviews Jerry Lawler. He says the referee made the right decision and gets booed. Larry Nelson interviews Kerry Von Erich and Stanley Blackman. They bring up the entire, the earlier bloody McDaniel Fernandez match in order to justify the decision. Von Erich is a bloody mess here. He is pissed, but Blackburn is adamant. The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson versus the Stud Stable, Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden and Silver. Golden and Morton start a chain wrestling. Rock and Roll Clean House breaks down a couple of times. Fuller and Gibson crisscross. Gibson goes out and Sylvia whacks him with the kendo stick she is carrying. Gibson being punished by the stud stable breaks down again. The bell rings and both teams are disqualified. They continue to brawl. Lee Marshall interviews the Rock and Roll Express. They say they are going for their fifth world tag team title. Larry Nelson interviews the stud stable. They don't know why the match was stopped. They want a rematch. Lee Marshall interviews Vern Gagne. He thanks everyone for the event. He says it was a very controversial night. Ganya then stumbles through the rest of the interview. They then sign off from Chicago. Folks, if you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform of choice. And in the meantime and in the in-between time, you can follow me. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of, at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately, Maine, Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.